Hello and welcome to the Pixels of the Ink podcast brought to you by CG Magazine. This is episode 315 and I am your host, Jordan Bjorty. Joining me today, we've got a star-studded cast fe- featuring the legendary editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. I'm happy to be back, Jordan. Oh, I know. It's been, it's been a little bit of a, little bit of a, been, of a lull. It's, it's been a hot minute. A definite hot minute. Well, you know, it's good to get back. We gotta we gotta give the people what they want, and it's our hot takes and our hot minutes. <laughs> Joining us also is uh Clement Go. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. You're the first person on earth to say that right. What's going on, everybody? I'm the news and VR writer, and I have a voice too. I'm real. How's it going? I don't believe it. I don't believe you have a voice. I think you're lying. Yeah, this really? seems like a ghost trick. Yeah, uh, that's what ghosts would say. <laughs> I'm not dead (laughs) which is like fades away (laughs) and of course last but certainly not least the always faithful always reliable alex hansiuk release the snyder cut oh hashtag it's been released what do you mean (laughs) see and 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 that's why there's been a bit of a break in between episodes we were you know sort of going full speed ahead we had new segments and stuff but then when you get all your dreams what is left right like what when the snyder cut is coming I, i i have to take Three weeks just you know reassess my life and, i mean uh, that's just, fair <laughs> just stare here. out into onto a lake and question alex yeah. was able to come back on the show because his hunger for the snyder cut got satiated by the batman trailer that makes as much sense as anything else i've heard today that was some well, like a, alliteration a two minute <laughs> juicy snake yeah it's not bad i'm good <laughs> So uh, just to uh, to kick things off um, on sort of a sort of a dour note, but I think it's uh, something we definitely should uh, mention is the uh, passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, he passed away on Saturday, I believe, um, from colorectal cancer. Something that he actually like didn't even talk about. Like I just no. had found out about it. Like when I found out that he had passed away. I had no um, idea he was even sick, to be honest. Yeah, like, he really kept it under wraps. So, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it it says a lot about the, 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 the caliber of person that he was, that he was fighting so hard against mm-hmm. this uh, disease while, you know, still being able, like, to perform at the level he was performing it as an actor. But even even more um, than that, he was very community-oriented. He did do lots of, like, sick kid stuff yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's hard to imagine someone having the energy to do all of that while dealing with what he was doing. It's it's a testament to who he was. Yeah. For sure. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Um, Definitely. And, and, and it's, so, like, at, at the same time, it's I, I'm glad that he got the privacy so that there wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, for four years of his life, that the, his last four years, that people weren't always on him. He got to you know, play a big superhero and change so many people's lives and, and mm-hmm. be sort of that, that symbol to them. Um, and, and, then, but then and more important, same, yeah. yeah, I was going to say the fact that you, you, through his films and his work, he never appeared, like he appeared like a, a force of strength. So it's amazing to see that he was going through all of that and still For sure. maintaining that kind of image of himself that yeah. it's, it's commendable, I have to say. Yeah, yeah and yeah, because absolutely. his role was so important and playing mm-hmm. as like one of the most prolific superheroes of color he was yeah. pretty much a uh, also a real life champion for a lot of communities too because exactly. there's more to the character and there um with chadwick boseman just being in those big shoes to fill you know he stayed committed even outside 
of um, a lot of other MCU films besides Black Panther. So uh, since his diagnosis in 2016, on top of that, he just did whatever he could, just spending the last years of his life uh, solidifying that kind of message. Right. No, it's definitely true. And it's, I'm, yeah, I have nothing else to say beyond that he was a commendable human being and yeah, it's, he will be it, missed. Yeah. It's a tragedy, Absolutely. but he, he will definitely be remembered. And uh, yeah. Oh yeah, um, it's you know just a it's it's something I it's uh, I, I kind of just like I I posted about it on Twitter, but I'll repeat sort of what I said. He was he was definitely a part of something bigger than himself, and I don't yeah. I'm not I don't know if maybe he knew that, but like it's just it's such a it's such a shame to see him go, considering just like how much good he put out there, um, and you know and 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 I I think you know because you know we're all well i mean i'm a, a white guy <laughs> i i don't know if i can truly like grasp the like the weight of his impact of the impact that he like had um but i like i definitely saw it like i you know and i i i feel almost like grateful that i got to even just be like in the vicinity of sort of like seeing it mm-hmm. when even just like when i went to the theater to see um when I went to see Black Panther and even uh, when I went to see Endgame, um, you know, just like, just so like a, like a little thing. Um, my girlfriend is uh she's a social worker. So like, like these sort of like, you know, social issues, especially like in like, you know, in communities and sort of like in like minority communities are like really important to her. And I remember when we went and we saw Endgame um, at the, in the big scene where the portals open and hmm. how like Black Panther what got to be the first person to come out of the portal like she actually like teared up from mm-hmm. that moment because she recognized like how meaningful it was you know so just to sort of end on that point like just how much like impact he had and like in and how much good he was able to leave behind <clears throat> his films i think yeah. like will will be felt for a long time Agreed. And on top of that, there's also a lot of children um, growing up and seeing someone they can finally uh, share a part of their identity with on the big screen. So yeah. uh, when oh, I was absolutely. lining up for Infinity War, what really got to me was that uh, since he was introduced in Civil War, uh, a lot of children mm-hmm. had the chance and a lot of time to connect with uh, Black Panther and uh, just lining up. It was like 11 o'clock, but no kids were sleeping at the theaters that time. Uh, there was like a little Captain America running down the hall, a little Iron Man, a little Spider Man, and you could just hear this. You could see this tiny Black Panther just uh, run around yeah. with them too, and he was so happy, just laughing and um, you know, just having to finally get to um, be a part of um, just uh, being a part of uh the mcu in a way right. where uh you know you can identify and grow up especially with other children too and uh the uh what got me was that that child uh in the black panther costume finally got to uh play with other kids because he could mm-hmm. and yeah. with that alone it's, it's, it's like it's like yeah. it's almost like it, uh like like you know it's like it's happening like in a, in a mainstream way yeah and it's it's yeah no it's 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 great like it's oh this is it's actually making me upset now 
talking let's about. Move, let us move on to other <laughs> so, less important but also happening things. Yes, let's move on to and the news. So, um, yep. oh, no, go ahead if you'd like. Speaking of Avengers, in T minus Uh-oh. seven hours, that's when the first triple A game based on the franchise comes out. And I think it's yep. been almost a long time coming. So, even if it's a good or a bad game, I just think uh, it's, it's definitely special. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely going to be special. Well, I was looking on. I've been looking on Open Critic. There's a lot of um, unscored that. reviews for it. It's the two reviews that gave it an eight and an eight point five uh, are sort of putting the metric up, so oh. it's sitting pretty strong. Um, I think people don't want for very much because from what I've seen of it, it look kind of just looks like a uh, a a Dest- not Destiny wannabe, um, a uh, Anthem mm-hmm. wannabe. And I just, you know, not only having, like, seen the gameplay and kind of being like, yeah, that looks all right. The amount of, like, microtransactions and, you know, there's, like, three different currencies and, like, different materials that you can, like, either unlock in-game or buy. The fact that every individual hero has a battle pass... Mm -hmm makes me really not want to play this thing i mean it's i mean it's what it is i mean it's it's what the industry is right now yeah i mean if if you can sell cosmetics if you can get people to buy cosmetics you can and i think that i i understand being frustrated with seeing that and seeing you know the t-mobile um sponsorship yeah does anyone want a verizon looking captain america like you love Verizon that much no they don't But the thing about Avengers, and I was able to, like, I, I previewed it for BG Mag, is that it is, yeah. the story and everything is, and, and, and all the online missions are included in the, it's the full game, it's just, yeah. the, you know, it's it's the cosmetic stuff, and that's, I, I think that's fine, and I think that it's a better game than a lot of people are giving credit for, and from what I've seen, there's people who are surprised, because it has gotten a lot of hate, because of the microtransactions, but also because of the character models, and because of the like, yeah, like you like said, Jordan. Doubles. The, they uh, look like stunt doubles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, that's a whole legal thing where they don't have the rights to the actual face. They have the rights to the, the comics, but not the movie likenesses yeah. based yeah. on how Disney licenses it. It's real weird. It's but, all, it's, 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 but uh, all that to say is that the Avengers game, I think, is better than people are giving you credit for, and I think uh, yeah. the, you'll you'll see in the reviews that it's actually a good game from. What is a good developer? Uh, a, a, yeah, Crystal, good, Crystal good, D is good. great. Crystal yeah, D is great. Yeah. Crystal D is pretty good. But I, well, I, I do want to say I, I do want to say one thing about the microtransactions. Yeah, something's yeah. humming though on this in this track. What is that? Some hum- I thought it was. Okay, but anyways, it's, 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 it's gone now. They're not getting oh. in on this. It's not uh, Verizon. No, I maybe it was a cicada in the background. Someone it's has weird. a window open. Anyways, back to my point. Um, because there's a lot of talk right now of games going up in price for the next gen. Yeah. The reason, the way they won't go up for the next gen is if we deal with microtransactions like this. That's the answer. And it's, it's kind of what do we want? Because if you, if you say you can't have microtransactions in your game, companies are getting like, okay, we'll charge 89 bucks for the game. Whatever. We'll yeah, make the same amount of money at the end. Is that really like, is that really an argument to be made when you yes. have a game that has, but for it's sure. got a cross yeah. promote. It's a game. It's but a game Jordan, from a... 
from a multi-million dollar company but doesn't T-Mobile and Verizon promotional tie-ins. But Jordan, you have to remember the fact that as these teams get bigger and because we want to pay the staff of these studios a living wage. Yeah, it's um, always nice. (laughs) Yeah. You have to give the, there has to be a chance to make profit. If there's no profit, they're going to cut corners. It's either going to be cutting corners by having less skins for free and you have to buy some skins, or it's going to be there's no overtime for the studio. And you know what I'd rather have? Overtime for the people that make these games. Yeah. And and yeah, but like exactly that point, like if we're going to get microtransactions and it means that the people who work at these studios get, you know, treated yeah. better they get paid better that, that that is completely fine because it's something that doesn't really affect the main gameplay it's yeah. cosmetic and if it's what? a game that i buy for 79 dollars or whatever it is in canada too much money i say but <laughs> whatever um and i love it and i'm like man i really want that that cool skin and yeah. then i can place ten dollars my favorite character if i want to but it doesn't feel to me predatory and more it yeah. more feels like a hey it's an option but you know you can just play the whole game mm-hmm. I mean, if they, if they cut up part of the game and say, this secret mission here, you only get if you bought the Verizon pack, I'd be like, that's kind of dumb. A little bit tacky, too, well, because see, you're restricting yeah. a lot of, like, what the game is supposed to be behind yeah. kind of that uh, paywall fashion. But at the same exactly. time, I mean, like, I always think about uh, growing up with, like, uh, previous gen systems where yeah, yeah. Uh, there was, I will tell you this, guys, uh, there was a day when there were no uh, paid pay to win models there was day without Mm. paid dlc everything was just ready in the box in the cd right off the bat and obviously uh going into now i think um if they're going to bring a game like avengers into next gen then it also gives them an opportunity to kind of like set the bar a little bit leave um a lot of that model behind i know it's not going to happen anytime soon at the same time Mm. it's just like uh people are starting to notice how cumbersome it can be just to um put everything yeah. behind the wall yeah. i mean it is such a sad state of things to hear that um it's great news to know that a game like avengers will have free dlc characters coming free of charge almost yeah. like yeah. it's a selling point it's a rarity nowadays see that's that's just one one point i want to i wanted to to, uh, to like elaborate on also it's just sort of in like um argument to brendan's point about people getting paid it like with like microtransactions of being in games because it just feels like that is a is a very like idealistic I mean, mindset. Let's be clear here, Jordan. <laughs> let's be clear here, Jordan. That's what they're claiming. That's exactly what they're claiming. I mean, but, but it's up to us as the consumers to call them out if they don't. If they see record profits and then we hear stories about people not getting paid to sleep at their desks, we we'll get angry. We we'll yeah, report on it. it, it that's that's my point, right? That's like it's been happening, but like you know, Bobby Kotick still has billions of dollars that his employees are making next to nothing, but their games are still getting crammed full of microtransactions and promotional tie-ins. So like yeah. the, the the idea that like games need these things oh, I, in I, order to generate a profit, like that's I, just, that's just failure on the management. Okay, left and right. Jordan, I agree with that, but there okay, are some games. My point is simply. If there has to be X profit for a certain game, because if not, they're gonna, not going to make a game. That's just how things are. They need a certain... They're corporations. Fine. Yeah. Um, they're not charities, and that's that's totally cool. Whatever. Um, f- the weird dystopian socialist gaming future that I wish to live yeah, in, apparently. Live in. <laughs> um, but if you're dealing with the fact of if there were sections of the game hidden behind, like, weird, like, tie-in packs, stuff like that, I'd be a bit more annoyed. Or pay-to-win yeah. methods. If all they're doing is saying, "Do you want this cool skin? Buy the like, pay 
three dollars. Who cares? Just don't play with that skin. You know something? What, there's also that weird thing in like the early PS2 days, or uh, sorry, PS3 days, we had to unlock certain skins to get at certain parts of the game, and that was dumb. So yeah. it's all kind of dumb. I get what you're saying. I just I, I I you know based on the on a lot of the stuff that we've seen like in in recent times like mm-hmm. i just think it's a, it is a very slippery slope because even even the argument that it's just like you know the cosmetic stuff like you know it, it doesn't affect gameplay but then you see like stories about kids getting bullied and like for not having like skins in Fortnite. like so like in ways like, like it does that's not kind of the game things. that's just shitty people game. being dicks yeah no but I like mean, you know it's, it's just that Fortnite way that, is, like, no, but Fortnite is a phenomenon and it does have this kind of prestige element if you get a certain skin you are cooler than people that don't get said skin and if you can do that certain dance you're cool like it is very it's based in the zeitgeist and that's what people that is not that is not the game's fault that people are doing that that is just how culture works like it's no, same but way like, but i mean the same way if people that saw like saw infinity war opening night for, compared to people that didn't see infinity war opening night kids would be dicks that's what kids do no, I, at... I know. I just what I mean. What I do, like, what I mean to say is that, like, even even like the like this like that's that kind of stuff, right? Like it it plays into a certain like psychological element that like comes with 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 gaming. So like you know the it, it, it creating that 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 haves versus have nots thing, where like you know if you see someone playing and they have a cool skin, but you yeah. don't you know, you start to feel like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I need it. Or even just like, even if it's, if it's cool and you want it, but you like, can't, maybe you can't afford to get it. Or you like don't have that excess, like, you know, $5, $3 to spend mm-hmm. on, you know, a pretend thing like that, you know, to a certain degree it is it is going to affect how you play the game. Right. Because you, you know, you, there's something cool that you want, you want your character to look a certain way and now you can't have it because it's locked behind a, a paywall. I mean, so like, fair, it's just, okay, but to be fair, Jordan, those skins wouldn't exist if someone didn't buy them. Like, that's the flip side of the coin. Like, if they, they're not going to make all this content for free because it'll, again, studios have to put people to make this stuff. So if no one bought it, it just wouldn't exist. And, and I that's, think there's, there's yeah, a possibility. But, like, we're, 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 we're talking about, like, Hawkeye's been announced as a yeah. character that's going to come yeah. for free. Down yeah. right. And, and who knows? Like, I don't know where that came from, but it's probably a result of their partnership with AT&T, it's yeah. part, a partnership with Verizon. Like it's, they know they have the money that they can continue to update this game. Cause it is a sort of, you know, game as a service in terms of like yeah. constant updates and freak stuff coming. So I, I think in that model, if you are a, something that's updating a lot, I think it al- mm-hmm. also makes sense to have new cosmetics available in, yeah. in terms of revenue streams. Yeah. I mean, the answer is, do I think it's great companies are holding thing, holding, Shiny objects as a kind of ransom to kind of get money out of kids. No, Cop Cop Spider Man, no. only releasing yeah, as a and, DLC and, character and, in PS4. But my point is, but if they did, if they didn't have the option to sell the stuff, it just wouldn't exist. That's but the flip I, but, I w- but I would argue that you and I are both old enough to remember when games used to just come with stuff and oh, somehow just turned a profit also, on it. Do you remember the horror stories of how badly people were treated at the studios to make that happen? And people if, are still being treated horrible. But now people are looking at it. and now you, also, you also have to look at yeah, the game industry true. and we how it has ballooned into this multi-billion dollar thing in yeah. the last like 10 years. And you know, a, a lot of that is this sort of games as a service, this mm. microtransactions, yeah. this stuff coming in. 
because like if you look at the industries in the early 2000s you're like well you know it was completed games they're making a lot more money now yeah exactly when they hit it and they succeed and that is a model that hey if the video game industry is going to grow that's sort of where they see as an Mm -hmm. easy growth not saying it's the right way to go not saying it's the most um that it's the best consumers but yeah that that is the way it is and i don't want to be that cynical kind of thing but i think that when a game if the option is to have it so that you pay for content or pay for cosmetics i'd rather have the option to pay for cosmetics i would i would agree i'd rather them release all the expansions for free and i have to buy a funny hat than (laughs) have every new expansion that you're all your friends are playing you need to drop another 30 40 bucks yeah i mean what's really upsetting about taking on this new model is that uh at this point, um, a lot of studios think that uh, making the game and putting it out there just isn't good anymore. At this point, yeah. uh, it's mm-hmm. games never finish as soon as they reach store shelves. And it's so upsetting because uh, with a lot of developers, they're just not done after giving birth to a giant project. And yeah. it never used to be like that. I mean, there's also more of these games are long-lasting support. Like on the PS2 and Xbox original days or ps1 days when a game was out it was out that's it no updates nothing was changed if that game was released broken it was broken and that's what studios can kind of churn through games and kind of even if there's a pile of content on the disc that's all you're ever going to get yeah and if we had like destiny was yeah. released and that's the this destiny released in the state it was in and it stayed there that would be a horrible game yeah that would yeah. be on the so, developers I mean, though right no it's not the developers fault it's just the fact that if you it's, don't have a constant a increase, you can't support a game past launch. It's just how yeah. it worked. Yeah, and, and and in terms of also like, if if you're a team that's working on a game, if you want to sort of ensure jobs and stuff, then making it where it's like, hey, we have this game, but then we have a bunch of post-launch stuff mm-hmm. that we yeah. need people to work at, as opposed to, hey, the game's done, the game's over, that's it, let's move on yeah. to a new project. If there's no project, we're going to have to let you go. So exactly, it is sort of a double double-edged sword but um, i agree with that i mean that answer like i'd rather not hear stories of how half the studio got let go last week because the game launched because that happened all the time in the early days of the ps3 well and i mean it's a different industry but it happened yeah. to the to the people who did the the sonic redesign oh. lion king yeah. animation right yeah, yeah, yeah exactly they, they, they finished their projects yeah the whole and you know on it like arguably the biggest possible client they could have had you, you have yeah. disney with lion king and you have i mean sonic's not as big but the whole redesign and like that it was that people yeah. liked it right they saw the redesign they're like this is cute this isn't terrifying this is yeah cool. um, this is a nightmare then, fuel yeah and then they're gone like that because it's like great you did a good job but we don't need anything from you now so yeah that's the way it is so i mean like i'd rather i mean this is a weirdly long take on the fact there's skin for the game but <laughs> Avengers, yeah. everyone or don't we got but, really uh, off topic yeah, here uh, but I, my I, point is if that's the worst this game has to offer i'm fine yeah, like, and, they, they could have done so much worse. Judge the game by like gameplay and stuff. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Also, you know, if, if you're not for microtransactions, then you, I'm not telling you how to support things. But I think that looking at the Avengers game, do try to look at the gameplay, try yeah. to look at the characters. If that's something that interests you, then um, check it out. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. And we'll have a review on cgmagonline.com by I think Cole Watson. Cole's right playing right now. Yeah, yeah, right now as we speak. I, I asked will be him playing if he was later. okay, and yeah, he'll be okay. So I was. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty borderline on getting it. I mean, like, based I on the trailer. I've given you a code. Too. Yes, you have. <laughs> and um, I am at the page. Shh, for... secrets. <laughs> I, I, I'm dead, though. That's Yeah, so, he's dead. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's wouldn't fine. matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's oh, true. 
And <laughs> it's one of those things where it goes back to what, for some reason, what we were saying. Um, I was signing up for this free Stadia account, right? But then the last step was to um subscribe two months free for that uh, Stadia Pro, right? And then yeah. um I couldn't move like, on yeah. without clicking that. There's no skip button or anything. So uh, <laughs> they have... you sign up and then you can you don't pay they for it later. Yeah. If I want to play it for free, I gotta pay eleven bucks eventually. You know, I mean, it's automatic. You can cancel you, it. Yeah. You can cancel it. What I do is I signed up, then just cancel immediately. You still get the two months, so who cares? Dude, oh, they got cool. their own tricks for uh going with these subscription models. Because once you're in it, yeah. they make sure yeah. you stay in it. And oh, yeah. uh, it's hard are, to find an out out of this. Clement, are you happy to be the first person ever to play Stadia? Uh Stadia. <laughs> See the, the infrastructure is gonna be solid. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think since so it was guy plan. <laughs> Since it was introduced and uh, they really started advertising it this year because they're announcing it. Like, I wrote like countless daily stories about how the platform is going to be shaping up with a new game yeah. coming yeah. out all the time. And um, obviously, like Google's still trying to figure out like how much AAA they're going to be taking in to get enough subscribers yeah. to keep Stadia, Stadia alive. And uh, I mean, who cares? It's a dumb name. You can say yeah, whatever like, way you want to say From what I've been observing, it's just... Uh, it's i don't know how it's been growing i'll be honest because um obviously COVID hits and there's like less support on it i mean if they were to put something like cyberpunk on stadia too that it, would just, stadia, uh, cyberpunk's been good for stadia yeah yeah and uh i think like with cloud gaming though i mean like what's the point of releasing yeah. a new console if you can just like turn everything into a console which is a concept well, I think that's what they're that saying. still needs to get out there are you reading a press release right now clement me? <laughs> no. Why no, my no, console? No. Everything can be a console. No, Your I guess it is now a console. Oh. I think well, I that's know. just what I think. I mean, I mean, it's a really simple way of putting sure. how the future might be for and it's, it's, it's great messaging. But Microsoft's also betting on this with um, xCloud with uh, yeah. Yeah. and that is a great deal. Like it's part of Xbox um ultimate pass is you just get yeah. xCloud and Firebase. Like, that is yeah. oh my god, obscene. Yeah. I have like, Game Pass Ultimate, and it's just yeah. like it, it's fantastic. We got I, you that, didn't we? Did we get you that? I was uh, reviewing Bleeding Edge. Yes. And I, and I was going to get a code, and they're like, "Ah, oh, we'll give you twelve months of Ultimate." I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll review everything you guys come out with. <laughs> and it, it, Ultimate comes with XCloud now, and the fact that that is just included is bonkers. For sure, for sure. And it just on, on the Stadia front, I think it is rough for them because their whole thing mm. is like you can play on any any like sort of you know system or like your phone or whatever, but. With people not really leaving the house because of COVID, like why yeah. would they play not on their TV or computer? Yeah, sort of thing. But I think it's um, the other thing too is that like like it's one of those it's going to be one of those weird things because um, it's just I think it's just one of those like it's especially with gaming it's like the like the concept of ownership is something that's mm. always going to be like people are always going to want so like something like Stadia is 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 very cool in in theory yeah um, but then like you know the problem is that you don't really own anything that's on there right so if stadia ever shuts down well there goes all your games well i mean you know? yeah agreed i'm not disagreeing <laughs> that's what i'm saying like I, it's it's one of those things i feel like it's it's it it, it might take off but it probably won't oh yeah well, i mean it has at least another year so oh yeah you feel, feel secure they're only starting to hype people otherwise. in with a lot of their uh like announcements saying like a new yeah. game is coming every week so until they have a good enough library, then people will finally feel comfortable enough. Because before you land on something, you need some kind of a cushion. The cushion for Google Stadia is probably Cyberpunk, Avengers, 
maybe a Halo Infinite because you know they're on PC, so they might expand. Let's have Stadia. That would, I would say that's going to be X Cloud. That's that's a yeah. That's a, that's a that's a Microsoft thing, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think Microsoft would lock that down. And definitely not Fortnite because you know what's going on with the whole feud between Epic Games and. So dumb. Yeah. Every, uh, it's Can we talk about that? Thing. Can I talk about that? I really want to talk hey, about yeah, that. You have thirty seconds, Brendan. <laughs> okay. okay. Thirty seconds on the clock. Go. It's two mega corporations fighting over who gets more money. Done. Exactly. One hundred percent. You <laughs> nailed it. But I like one more. Fun. But I like one of them more. They're, oh. both, they're both fighting over who gets more of the slice of the giant pie. And you know something? Or oh, they're all all three of them. They're all giant mega corporations. Yeah. They can, they, just it's, sure. Who cares? Oh my god. And it's so funny too because I love how I love how Epic like uh, okay, first of all, where, I don't know where Epic gets off with that for, that 1984 parody yeah. yeah. commercial that they did that they just had like cocked and loaded oh, and yeah. ready to go the minute that they, it's like they obviously knew a lawsuit was going to happen out of that because they just they, okay. they had that thing ready to go. I can throw it Jordan. They dropped that update that they knew Apple was 100% breaching Apple's terms of services. They knew that. Secondly, oh, yeah. they had that legal brief ready to go the minute Absolutely. they pulled. There was 100% no like shred in my mind that this was not pre-planned. They wanted to look like the, the good boy here, but they were just playing at it to make sure they got as much industry sentiment as they could before they did it. That's literally oh, what I mean yeah. to suggest One Epic threw the first punch here. Oh, I can make 100% <laughs> through the punch. 100%. And the thing is, if they had let, if Apple had not done something, it would have meant everyone else would have done the same thing. So there was no losing for Epic. Apple yeah, could no. only have done the thing they did because they knew that they're breaching terms of service. Yes, Apple's uh, taking too much of the pie, 100%, because it's hurting the little guys. But it's not hurting Epic. No, Epic, is not not, the, Epic is not so, like wanting for money right now. They yeah, don't the need it. Holding, yeah, the only thing holding iOS users back is they to get Fortnite, you have to get through the App Store. So this yes, goes exactly. back to the whole idea of what came first, the app mm. or the App Store. Mm. Yeah. And Google was and basically... I mean, I, and things like Google's, Google's thing, you could install the, the Epic Game Store without Google's, uh, Google Play, and that's how it originally was. That Apple, Epic finally said, ah, screw it, we're going to put it on the Google Play Store. So they knew the deal they were getting into. They did it. Because they wanted those audience. That's why they did yeah. it. They're not the little guy. They're not innocent no. in this. Is Google and Apple's uh, policies wrong, uh, kind of predatory? Yes. A little bit, yeah. Epic's not the one to bring it forward because Epic no. is making billions of dollars a quarter. They're fine. And, and especially, especially a, a company like Epic, <laughs> too, who like... Uh, you know, has been on the hook for yeah. like abusive crunch. Oh, without question. Uh, you know, and, they, like, they, they are one of the good guys here. <laughs> yeah, no, they are exploiting their employees to get as much content to Fortnite as possible so they can squeeze every last dollar out of their players. They are not Absolutely. good guys here. Yeah. They are not innocent, just playing things for fun. They are milking Fortnite for everything that it's worth until there's nothing left to milk. That's it. I'm curious, does Apple yeah. even know that Epic is behind the Unreal Engine? Because I think that ball just no, dropped yeah, that, that, right that, after they removed Fortnite, right? So Epic says, that's a whole still big, got a lot weird, of other uh, apps running uh, Unreal, yeah. Yeah, Clem, that's, that's actually a big, like, uh, like legal gray area uh, now, right? Like, because, like, what people are sort of, like, speculating is that, like, because Epic owns Unreal, yep. if Apple makes a move to, like, ban Epic from the store... 
Like they could po- they could pro- possibly go so far as to they tried. They tried. Uh, take all the millions of other apps with them. Yeah. So yeah, what what mean? Is, yeah. Apple tried that. A judge stopped it. Oh, did okay, okay, yeah. okay. But they did. They did remove anything that Epic branded. They took off because they say Epic, as a company, has breached the terms of service. So any Epic published game is taken off the store. So yeah. like Infinity Blade, all that stuff is gone. Woof. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I said again. What did they think would happen? And then Epic was, well, and then Epic was upset that Apple wanted to take any uh, Infinity uh, unit um, Unreal based game down, and I said. You're both playing hardball. No one's good here other than the small developers that are suffering because two mega corporations are fighting. Yeah, because they just want a little bit more of the yeah. millions of dollars they already have. Billions. This is also billions of dollars. Time to switch to Unity. Years. No, no, that's a bad idea because Unity sucks. Unity is not a greatly programmed engine. I'm, it, a lot of developers have done a lot with it, but as yeah. an engine goes, it is pushed to its uh, limits yeah. and it is not built to do some of the things it's doing. I'm so a better engine. Epic's a bad company. There. And if All right. for those, Moving those, on. For those stock fans, uh, yeah. Apple recently split their stock into four because it was getting so high because they didn't have money. Um, so... You can buy in now, 120. Actually, it, it's it's down eight percent right now, so you could get in 120 dollars a share. Okay, uh, basically US. nothing. Basically US. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apple's picking right, fights with everybody. Hmm? Yeah. Let's move forward by just, taking just... a step backward to what was it two weeks ago where we didn't get a chance to talk yeah. about the DC FanDome event. That was last week, wasn't it? Last week? I don't know. Oh, I think it was. It was, it was the week. Last the week. Weekend. Yes, last last uh, wow time yeah. has no we meaning missed, anymore we missed it time has we're no not meaning. missing no. it anymore so we got the batman trailer yeah what did you guys think huge chills down my spine uh seeing that one thug getting messed up by batman in those 10 seconds was pretty much uh, yeah. a taste of what a lot of fans are gonna get in terms of like how gritty it can go and I kind of knew that uh, this Batman was going to be edgy. I mean, not because just Robert Pattinson played it, great actor. It's because um the oh great they actor. Sa- Matt Reeves said the bat symbol on his chest is actually made up of all the gun parts that were used to kill his parents. <laughs> That's pretty weird. The most gun metal I'm thing sorry. I've ever heard I'm so you know, I didn't sorry. believe it until I saw the trailer for the first time and that's when I kind of started believing that uh, this Batman's like super haunted and that he just doesn't give a crap about anybody yeah. who gets in his way that's Batman yeah see I think I think that's the one thing that like I, I not that I think it looks bad um I think it just looks it looks very like vanilla you know, it's I mean, just like it's 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 sort of the same thing we've seen time and time again. It's like Batman meets, Mar- uh, you know, the uh, Netflix Daredevil with this ultra yeah. grit. Uh, you know, just I think I feel like you you got a you got a, an actor like Robert Pattinson, who I know everyone wants to be like, oh, he was in Twilight fifteen years ago. So, mm. Um, but like he That's has not what really I meant by great actor. Himself. Have you seen Cosmopolitan? No, I, 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 that's a bad movie. That's a bad movie. Was better than Twilight, guys. Come on. What about uh, Good Times? Good Times is a great movie. Oh yeah. Have you seen Tenet? Oh wait, too soon. 
Yeah. Um, he was great in it. Phenomenal uh, in it. Yeah. I, I speak for the majority of people. And these are even people I know, like, that, like that in my, like, sort of, like, work circle who are, like, st- still going on about, like, oh, he was in Twilight once, so, you know, he shouldn't be in movies. Well, so um, it's like... <laughs> Wasn't Anna, wasn't Anna Kendrick in Twilight? Wasn't that right? Am I right? I don't know. I think, I think she, actually, I think she was in one of the uh, she was yeah. Twilight. Breaking Dawn again, the best. Oh, so there you go. So I mean, like it's you know it's, but he has what was he, that? So that's our effort today. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Um, so, so, so someone just got the dinner bell. Um, no, I, what I mean to say is that like obviously like you know there, there are people who who like are like you know all against Robert Pattinson the same way that people were against Ben Affleck because he was in Daredevil yeah. once. Um, but like Robert Pattinson has proven himself to be like such a great, mm-hmm. unique, like charismatic actor. Um, and if you don't believe me, just, just watch the lighthouse for oh, yeah. fuck's sake. That is, Oh my God. That, is a that movie. movie, that movie was, whoa. <laughs> that movie um, had things happened. I said, Oh my God. So many things. <laughs> There's and a so, lot of masturbating way too much. A weird amount of mas- just enough. <laughs> and, and mermaid. What? Let's all have a moment. <laughs> what, yeah. is that? what is that? Alex, are you in is a lighthouse? No That's just me. No one's hearing it. That's definitely going on. I don't know, guys. You're you're um, me. <laughs> um, so it's making me lose my train of thought. Um, so, so you got a, you got an actor like Robert Pattinson, but like you know, you just you're doing the same thing that you always do with Batman. Like I just I, I for some for for to, to to cast such a such a like like out there mm-hmm. actor to play Batman and Bruce Wayne. Like you just, you think they would have gone in maybe a, like a different direction, but it just, this just looks like more of the same. And I'm not saying that's going to be bad. I think, I hope it's going to be good. It looks really like, you know, dark and, and, and the direction that like, you know, should be a so Batman movie. I like it to a degree. I think I've seen so, like, it. You enough must, in and you must love, love the Schneider cut. Just, just throwing it out there. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could not get over that trailer. Like when Hallelujah started up, I was just like, oh my god, like <laughs> way to capture every single like hashtag Snyder Cut fan person who just wanted this so bad. And well, no, you're, like, gonna be, you're gonna be day one, right? You're gonna be day one on DC, whatever I'm, I'm that's gonna be. Oh, it's not COVID or not, I am going to be in the theater. Pour one out for DC Universe, whatever that streaming oh was. My God. That, was God. That, was what, that was Harley Quinn was on that channel. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. been moved to HBO now. Okay. Because, yeah, the what? I yeah, mean, yeah. it was a dumb service. Like, they announced one service. Like, what if the two services announced at the same time come out at different times? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was interesting because they launched that, and then they, Warner had huge layoffs, like, recently, yeah. which is restructuring, which they're like, why, why would we have two services when we can have one? Get people in. I mean, they're not wrong. It was stupid. The Snyder cut. Yes. I, you know, we've, we've all saw the trailer. I, I covered it for cgmagonline.com. And oh, my, so favorite, my favorite part, I, you know, I the trailer was pretty good with all that hallelujah and such. But my favorite part is is before that when when uh, Zack Snyder got everyone who like harassed for months. Like he picked the, the two top harassers who like got the Snyder cut trending and were like tweeting at Warner Brothers people. And like keeping that going and yelling at people, and he and he spotlighted them. He was like, "Now, what made you decide to to save my genius movie?" And then they talked about it. It was just the most uh, tone deaf. You mean tone deaf? 
it's just so strange. I mean, it makes sense because Zack Snyder is like, I'm the best director ever. And of course, he's going to get the people who saved his movie and like harass a lot of people on on the stage and spotlight them. But from an outside perspective, it's like, this is just so self, self-satisfying. It, and it, it, it was just gross. It was gross. DC fandom, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. DC fandom is not the best. DC, I mean, just like DC properties in general are just... Okay, well, I, I, okay, we're not having this discussion. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, I need, I need to, I need to, I need to put this out here. I watched um the Justice League Dark Apocalypse. That was movie. good. I liked that. It, it was like so. I don't know why it was just like it just felt mean spirited. Like it was like every other dumb DC animated movie where it's just like you know tries to be edgier than it thinks it actually is, and then. It's like everything gets deus ex machina in the end, like it always does. But it's just like, hey, do you want a movie where like the good guys are probably going to win in the end anyway? But, you know, you get to see Supergirl get ripped into shreds and, you know, Killer Shark gets his head blown off. I mean, that's kind of the vibe that the DC animated ones have been going. Like they they, they did the killing joke and then they like added a whole romance subplot with Barbara and Bruce. So, you know, there's some good ones, there's some bad ones, but. That's I don't know. I, I wasn't a, even the, even the first Justice movies, League, like <laughs> you know the the, the friggin' first Justice League Dark movie too. Just I, uh, I didn't know they had. You a got Batman obviously. sitting at the at the table scouring about magic and how he doesn't believe in magic, and it's it, like it you're sounds, sitting here with like four people who do magic. It what do you mean? Like you watch an awful lot of Justice League Dark movies for someone who doesn't like Justice League Dark. Movies. <laughs> well, like, that's, just, that's just my perspective. Just so he can finally rip on them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like when you you know, people don't eat sour candies because they enjoy sourness. They just yes, they do. That's not sometimes fair. You just, you just, I'm sorry. You I just gotta to give yourself a little a little first. a little twist, a little pinch every now and again. <laughs> this well, is like, my this what, is my my, my atonement. <laughs> anyway, there were other stuff at DC fandom such as there you know, was you know there was there was stuff. There was the Black Adam uh like concept trailer and yeah. sure. It, it was I'm I'm excited. I mean like I think like Shazam was I thought was a pretty good movie and I mean it, it was made for children. But yes, it was fine. Oh, every yeah. comic book movie is made for children, Brendan. Not this new Batman movie. Oh yeah, you know what? Okay, you got me there. <laughs> good. Oh god. Well, yeah, I mean like for Aquaman they held like a 10-minute panel and I I was supposed to cover it for CG and Lindsay was covering it for, for something else and it was literally the to like the director and then one of the actors the guy who played ocean master and they're talking about like yeah we're gonna film the movie soon it's gonna have water in it you're buff might That's be more cool. serious might be better than the first <laughs> one right the same, that was it. same old jig and then they got the rock and it was like like jordan said i guess they, they did show a bit about it but it was mostly just like um images for, for, from a concept artist and the rock being like yeah, watch the movie so it was kind of like the- underwhelming in that in that sense i mean we did get Batman. We did get Snyder Cut. People who are interested in that, but uh, in terms of trailers for the other stuff, it was kind of like, well, we have a con, and yeah. I guess we should talk about these movies, even though they're not ready to be shown at all. I think you know what I think. Uh, at least, for, at the very least, just for like as proof of concept for Black Adam, I think like it's it's got me kind of like it's you know it's got me it's got me getting ready to get on the hype train. Yeah, I mean, it has the rock in it still, so. Yeah, so I mean, well, well, who knows now? Because now reports are coming out that the you Rock. Mean, you mean his literally wife, from his Instagram where he just said it happened? 
There's what nothing. These are reports. These are just. He just said, "I have COVID." You know, I'm not oh, okay. well, and his family got Drew, diagnosed okay. as well, reportedly. Yeah. yeah. yeah but he he's still well, we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens, right? It's not TMZ saying it. It's him saying, "Yo, dog, I have COVID." Yeah. yeah. And, and and on top of that, too, Robert Pattinson did test yes. positive. Right. COVID. Yeah, did, That's what did. set the production back by a couple of weeks. I think it's still setting the production back by a couple of weeks. Well, yeah, because originally they Friggin stopped because, because of COVID in general, and then they restarted another paused again. The report was like someone in the Batman thing has COVID, so everyone's paused, and it's like ah, but it's it's, it's Batman. Batman. It would have been, <laughs> which makes Not sense. Like you can't really do a Batman movie when the main guy can't film. So yeah, it'll take time. Yeah, and honestly, it's probably for the better because we shouldn't be going in movie theaters anytime soon. Although Clement, you did right. Yeah. Uh... Just I ended up pulling the trigger on Tenet because it was something I was dying to see all year. Even before COVID, I just was a huge Nolan fan. And just uh, the fact that there is like a pure uh, action movie with that's not grounded by like a franchise. It's uh, mm. it's pretty rare in Nolan's part, even though he had other originals like uh, Pre- The Prestige, which I mean, most of his movies other than one series. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah the, the Bat series. one, you know, which we just talked about yeah and then um just the something there's something about time that made it so looting so obviously like i gravitated to it instantly okay fair uh, yeah and then like as soon as i end up seeing it it was just as mind-blowing as as you'd expect it to be i mean like coming out of inception everybody knows how far into the brain matter that christopher nolan can go especially with his plot twist right he'll carry the mm-hmm. audience with him towards like something happening and then uh later on he might explain why something happened and your your mind will get blown so having that kind of effect especially like with a lot of like the uh <laughs> imax driven action uh mm. it's refreshing to see it's ref- refreshing to see and yeah like he plays with the concept of time like really really well uh without even spoiling the movie he uh just finds a way to like uh turn it into his own little uh self-contained two and a half hour universe so you really do get lost in it yeah i don't know how he kind of did it without practical effects because i heard along production that uh, he managed to pull off all the scenes you see in the trailer like how you go forwards and backwards right without like like cgi at all because the cars do look like they're they're getting all smushed up and everything and uh i think what they did along the production was that um instead of like using cgi and stuff they would just like uh go back to the basics you know like maybe reverse a few sequences so you know there's definitely a lot to appreciate there kind of like a another mad max fury road vibe which i really appreciated where they would uh try to make the most genuine kind of action you can so like yeah you go for the you go for the story, you go for the uh, time bending elements, whatever plot twists might come your way, but you really do keep your uh, butt stayed on glued to the seat, the uh, socially distanced COVID seats onto like uh, a lot of the action that you could like appreciate because, you know, that might have actually happened. Not the backwards scenes, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot to appreciate. Well, I've sounds, seen that. That sounds pretty, uh, pretty neat. Maybe I'll yeah. have to. Uh... Yeah, I mean, that was... Risk I'm, life and limb to go see it. I'm impressed that it actually, you know, made it in theaters and it actually opened. Yeah, he was, 
he was pretty he persistent was in uh, letting that movie out. And uh, I don't know if he was listening to any audiences at all who were just socially distancing at home trying to stay alive. Mm-hmm. I still yeah, right. can't really understand why Nolan wanted to release it out that bad. Almost like he had a gun to his head saying, like, I mean, the if I put it out in this state, then yeah. I mean, the answer is there's a lot of hype around it. And if you waited like another year to release it, that hype will slowly die down. And that's, yeah. you just don't want to, it, there's a lot of money behind it. And studios can only, how studio money is done is weird. Like it's all basically yeah. a kind of giant loan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, especially for a movie this budget. So and it's interesting because I saw an article like know, two, three months back when it was originally, or, or mm-hmm. I think it was the second release date by then. But it was like talking about how Tenon is like the most important. Uh, mm-hmm movie of, of the decade and it yeah, might yeah. save like the film industry currently because like no one's seeing movies and stuff so right I, i'm not sure what the numbers are people going to theaters i think um, you said there were like 18 other people in the theater so like 13 not... to 15 other people i mean like yeah. me i make 16 so really um the seats were <laughs> super limited yeah and like right. yeah. even if uh, you're bringing as many people as you can right i mean you know what can you do i mean i heard the box office was what like 50 to 80 million dollars worldwide over they like one much? week yeah and like i remember oh, i wow. saw the budget which was like a couple of mil couple of hundred million dollars much right so it's going to take a yeah. while for him to get even but yeah going back to what alex said about how it uh it's pretty important i mean uh <laughs> yeah there, it's i think it's just a small piece in what it does because then you have a lot of other important factors like you know right now web streaming's taken uh, charge right now and all of this you know obviously like uh everyone's already been at home getting used to staying away from the movie theaters yeah. and watching original content online so tenet kind of sets itself uh apart in the fact that it might be the odd one out especially not because it's the only movie in theaters but because you're releasing it i mean that is also true something else where uh hey, the web new mutants content are out step ahead. Uh, uh, yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> I think he touched the nerve there. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you know what? Oh. The most interesting yeah. part Oof. about going to the theaters was, um, it was, it was super barren. This was like at uh, three p.m. Obviously, it was barren, right? But it was even more barren. Yeah. And uh, walking into the theater, right? Uh, there was literally only one manager at my local Cineplex here in Canada, and um. He was just sitting there with a table, a clipboard, and uh, some hand sanitizer. And after that, he told you, like, the uh, typical procedures, right? Things like follow the taped lines on the floor, go to your movie, watch it, and then just get out, right? (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, just Um, leave, please. Get out of here. Yeah, socially distance, only take off your mask if you're going to eat. After he gave you that entire drill, it's like there is no security or anything else just posted in the hallways. It's like you could actually walk into any movie theater door you want and when was the last time you remember that you got to do that before theater yeah, started no uh, catching on to that right so uh, yeah. i think yeah, yeah. kind of go a step back in that part and uh, alex what were you gonna say i was gonna say i think cineplex would be fine with you staying in the theater all day like they just they want people know. there <laughs> you buy snacks around. like if you stay longer you'll buy more snacks yeah they'll make an extra 10 bucks and honestly i think they need the extra 10 bucks so. Yeah, we're saying the concessions are still open, and it still is sixteen dollars for a small popcorn. Oh yeah, and that's not even what the combo or drink or anything like that. Yeah, and like it's kind of a gray area too. Where in those um social distancing measures at theaters, right? You're doing all this, but then you take off your mask to eat and stuff. That kind of like defeats the purpose too. 
And yeah. uh, oh, sure. what's yeah. interesting is that when I sat in there, right, I was in the IMAX one hoping to get the kind of like uh, most out of Tenet, including that old school style pre-IMAX presentation where the company's like, welcome inside our theaters. Here are our big subwoofers. There's one here, 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 <laughs> and here. And then they'll show you like, they'll blast a jet engine in your ear. And uh, no, they didn't do that this time. This time they oh. went without the presentation. They even had no trailers to show. And oh. they just put the movie on right away. I mean, right when I saw like some movie uh movie logos on the screen right no that was for tenant that wasn't for anything else and uh it just felt like it was happening so fast but clearly mm -hmm. they're like get the hell out as that's soon as really you interesting so because like i mean yeah. you know seeing like the big blockbuster seeing the star wars movies for the last three years it's like movie starts it says 8 30 but doesn't start to like nine because no. they show you like a ton of trailers and then there's yeah. like the movie's about to start and they show you some car trailers and then it's just like a like the pre-show is so long but i guess it makes sense for them to just like get rid of it altogether yeah, I was already it. in the theater. Yeah, they don't really have at... content, if we're being That's honest. That's true, yeah. Exactly. They, they exactly. fired Tanner Zipchin, guys. No content. They did. Oh. So for Canadians listening in and uh, sitting in the theaters, you would see this guy who's always just uh, hosting the uh, pre-presentations and telling you, yeah. okay, the show's over now. Seriously, get off your phone because, yeah, you're not going to see this yeah. side of me ever again. And that's that was Tanner Zipchin, who... Um, was a wonderful guy they uh the company cineplex did let him go though so in like canadian social media that just uh hit shockwaves yeah because you know? he was like this kind of like mystical figure that was gracing but your traditional like theater experience. it was only there for like a year like none of these people like pretty sure people are there that long yeah i yeah. met tenor zipton was, at the guy that, sure. he was a, he, he was a guy he existed yep 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 okay well, so i this this we we kind of got on a couple tangents. No so kidding. Long. How dare you? The last I think the last thing that we need to talk about for this Nintendo has dropped a lot of fire. Yes, Nintendo released um a little a, a Super Mario Direct. It's to celebrate the 35th anniversary of Super Mario. So some of the big things that are coming out of that, we got a Super Mario Battle Royale. Which I mean, twenty twenty. Who would ever thought those words would leave your mouth? It's like the original Super Mario, but you play against thirty five other people, and sort of like everything you do within your level gets like it's kind of it kind of works like the same way um, Tetris ninety nine works. So like if you like kill or you know you knock out Goombas or whatever, they get sent like randomly to other people, and they just appear in their level. So you kind of like make their game harder but they're making your game harder as well. Looks really interesting. Really excited to play it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're they basically, it's put, not like Smash Bros, where you get 100 Marios beating the living crap out of each other. It's kind of like you're playing the single-player game, like the original NES game from 1985, as you're supposed yeah. to, right? And basically, um, every time you do something, it's kind of like a butterfly effect where like you'll um, every one you kill, you'll just <laughs> the other guy it's, playing next yeah. to you is going to be like, what is going on? Why are these just dropping, dropping hammer into bros into in their the games? <laughs> Why is the bullet bill raining down? Yeah. And uh, like it's going to be, yeah, just it like said, it's, it's going to be really interesting, especially if you're like a speed runner or someone who knows how to get through the maps really quickly, killing all the Goombas in 10 seconds. If you're John Wicking, the entire mushroom kingdom then you're sending the baba yaga <laughs> yeah. over to like 35 yeah. other people so 
yeah what's really oh cool is uh, going back to it what, looks it, yeah yeah going back to what jordan said like and the only way you survive this battle royale is if you're still alive in this game and it's like um as if everyone else dies you're i guess that makes you i don't know the better brother luigi or whatever <laughs> yeah you unlock you get to be the best um then we got uh we got the announcement of um super mario 3d world Mm. uh being like re-really or remastered or re-released on the switch with um some extra content um that is a strange one in my opinion because super mario world might be one of the most forgettable marios ever um but that's just me yeah okay that's great but you know then what that's all i got like that's it you use the cat suit to climb up walls and collect stars you know just and like in odyssey it's, which was I mean, great it's, it's it's cool to go for i mean i guess it's not all that mind-breaking after you have 3d games but it was sort of blending that side-scrolling sort of like you know, 2d mario games we'll see sort the, of the, keeping the same mechanics but also making it 3d so it's kind of the thing neat. the thing um I, like yeah you know i i definitely agree with that but it's one of those things where it's like like when when super mario land or 3D Land did that on uh, the 3DS, like, in that sense, it kind of made sense because it's like they wanted to do a 3D Mario, but it's on a handheld system, so it kind of, like, feels a bit smaller while still being true to, like, you know, the, the concept of a 3D Mario. For, like, a game like Super Mario 3D World that was on, like, a you know, a proper, like, sit-down, play-it-with-your-friends console like the Wii U, it just... It it just didn't really gel properly, in my opinion. Like Almost I think like a you're game trying like... to take that smaller scope of a handheld game or some concept that was made for a get to the get to the point, uh, A to B kind of like very small level type of thing that you would put in a yeah. handheld. Take it over to something a console like the Wii U that should have something more fleshed out, more something that should be a lot more immersive than just uh having exactly. that that um linearity yeah no i it just it's like it's like they took us they took a small jpeg and they tried to stretch it out you know what i mean it just didn't really feel that great you know but like but at the, at the same time it's just it is one of those things where it's like nobody bought a wii u so you know people will finally play this one at least <laughs> um and that's you know that's pretty neat uh then they did that oh my god the um the wait, Mario wait, wait, Kart hold Live. On, hold on, Jordan, Jordan. When you think what? about it, though, uh, the handheld concept <laughs> going from the Wii U, now it's going back to a portable thing like uh, the Switch. It, well, I didn't even That's think about going that. going down yeah, with 3D I... World. So 3D World might actually, uh, this version of 3D World might be the realized version it should be on portable you know content. And for people missing the I Wii U, they could think about yeah, that bring it to TVs and so... everything, right? I'm still so jaded about 3D World on the Wii U that I didn't even think that like now you have a, a game that that probably would have been better on a handheld on, on a, a handheld, handheld console, <laughs> and now it makes sense. Now it, and you can play it on TV on top of that too. That's the cherry on top. That is yeah, and you got and, and probably the, a lot more seamless multiplayer too because of how the Switch is designed. Yeah, you know what? This Joy might Con's actually end up being a good <laughs> version of 3D World. You just took that one console piece. That was the that was the one thing that was holding this game back from being good was the Wii U. <laughs> well, maybe Nintendo hey. knows. They yeah, they, maybe they knew all along this was their end game. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but we have to get we have to talk about 
the Mario Kart Live. <laughs> you know what, man? Nintendo is crushing it. I like. I think back to when I was a kid, and like, you know, we didn't really have a lot of like Nintendo-based toys. And now it just it makes me so sad because like if I had a Mario Kart toy that like hooked up to your VCR in the 90s and you could play it on a TV on a game like that would have been mind shattering like this thing looks so cool. Oh, yeah, this, um, this was my most excited part of the thing. I mean, for those who don't know, it's you set up these four different sort of um, finish checkpoints, lines checkpoints throughout your house. And yeah, you checkpoints. Can, and then you can trace through and make your own courses around your room so it's and, and it's an actual in-person remote control car but you're racing on the switch and it uses yeah it's like an AR. ar it's got a camera it looks really cool it comes out on it the so what, cool. 16th of or 17th of uh, october i think yeah my uh, birthday's the, on the 19th yeah so 15th of I'd october like, i'd like like eight eight cars i want to do it no 12 right is that the that's how you do a real that's the max yeah 12 okay so yeah i'll i'll my, put my address see, in the like, show notes send it to send it to jordan but but like as much, you know, obviously, race. okay, I gotta be, you know, I, I, as much as I am super duper excited for this, I gotta be that one guy who's like, you know... You this, being the one does... guy? Never. <laughs> yeah, I guess Nintendo, I don't believe this, but continue. Bye, true. Uh, <laughs> no, what I mean is that, like, I really love the concept of the idea, but I just, I worry that it's that kind of thing that's like, it's such a good idea, but it's also, like, very restrictive, because people who don't have, you know, like, big open spaces that, like, these, you know perfectly catered commercial spaces like it's like the same no house it's the same way clean. i worried yeah like it's the same way i worried about the switch when it when the first trailer came out and it's just like how many people are having rooftop parties that i'm going to be able to bring this thing to like you know we get we gotta we gotta ground this thing a little bit so that's my one concern about this like not really taking off in the way that it should is that like the modern you know the, the average home i feel is not so perfectly catered to this like really great idea well when you think about it though the messier your house the more intricate the tracks will be yeah it, i think it, i feel it's, like it's just gonna like, be a, a pain in the in the ass you, you could trace it but it, I, mean, I think we talked about this before the show it's gonna really remain to be seen how yeah like, the actual remote control car is like can it do these tight turns and i mean I, i'm can guessing it drift? it's gonna be for it to happen i are really playing on the switch and stuff but um, yeah it's cool I'm, i feel I'm, like i'm it, sort of worried about the price point because it looks like a pretty uh expensive thing yeah pretty expensive i feel pretty... you know i think it i think it'll probably if if i had to speculate i i, I think it would probably end up in the like 80 dollar to maybe like a hundred i feel like most uh, remote controllers rent, rent is over 100 wasn't it so i can see this being pricey i can see this yeah. being maybe like 200 canadian yeah, with taxes and stuff like I, I, it, it does kind of look like a premium thing. I'm, I'm like, I'm not sure, but just in that trailer, it sort of seemed like if it's actually doing what they're promising they're doing, and with that AR technology connecting to the Switch, could be, yeah, you know. Yeah, but like if they if they if they do something where like you know the like they include the um like the cartridge or whatever, and the cartridge is the thing that like kind of like mitigates the AR tech, like. It you know that I feel like that would be the thing that kind of like is is the inexpensive part, right? It's the the toy itself that would probably be the like the 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 bulkier of the of the two, but you're sort of packaging the packaging them together, you know. But 
at the same time, you know, it, it theoretically you'd think it would be very expensive, but at the same time, it's like Nintendo has to like obviously like they want to put this in people's hands. So like a two hundred dollar price point, like that's that's almost the price of a Switch. It's like why would I buy this the, this remote control toy car when I could just go buy a, a, a Nintendo console? I think they just want people to buy Nintendo consoles, and they don't care about this Mario Kart thing. Yeah, they, it's all just the mentoring like, candidate yeah. to sell more Switches. That's too much money. I may as well buy a Switch, and they'll be like, "Haha, got him." But yeah, it looks cool. It looks really cool. Um, okay, wait, let's see. Okay, I just I just found an article. I don't know how um accurate this is, but apparently it's saying that the the starter kit comes with the game, one RC car, and the cardboard tracks pieces, okay. and a USB cardboard. charging cable. Yeah, they're cardboard. They didn't look like they were made of anything. Labo walks to Mario. Did they learn nothing from Labo? Yeah, that they was learned thing. everything from Labo. Wasn't Labo <laughs> like twenty bucks? Like they were just dumping those things. Oh yeah, it's probably yeah, the yeah. leftover. You know what? I I legit, I legit have not seen a Labo in forever. Walmart like, was selling them like clearing them out for like twenty bucks, yeah, yeah. like a week or two ago. I've seen I've seen those Starlinks going for like twenty dollars. I've seen those Starlinks going for like ten dollars. They were really yeah. dumping those things. I, so, I just I just legit have not seen one to like buy mm. it because I would have loved to get more of the VR stuff, but I just have not seen Labos anywhere. Yeah. Um, What's the price that we are speculating? $99.99. That's going to be like one thirty Canadian. Yeah. That's 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 like probably. So the I mean, I feel like again, like again, you're it's 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 the um the toy itself. I feel like for the for all that stuff together, a hundred bucks is maybe reasonable. Well, if you look at a game, what they're like seventy nine in Canada right now. Yeah, I guess that's U.S. prices, but ninety what, after like 59. tax. So you're you're getting a game and you're getting an RC car, but they work yeah, together, exactly. so it's kind of like kind of checks out if that is the price. Yeah, it's either getting Mario yeah. Kart Eight or whatever's close to it. Mom, can I get Mario Kart Eight? No, we have Mario Kart at home, and that you would be to- the toy. You have Mario Kart toy. <laughs> well, like, what, why would I put Mario Kart Eight when I can make my own tracks in real life? Right. Because you can't. And then, well, I mean, why would I play Mario Kart when I could just drive my car and you know? Because yeah. every every track is just going to be your living room, whereas in Mario Kart Eight, you can literally like I could bring drive on a rainbow road in space. Maybe yeah. you can't do that in real life. <laughs> Not without uh, without uh, heavy supplements. Wink, right, wink. The, some G fuel going on. Yes. I yeah, smell it. Sure that, uh, no, without three cans of Sonic G fuel. Oh my god! Oh god, no! Don't do that. Don't even don't explain like that. Let's just let's just move on to the big announcement though. You've established yes, the, the big the big one. Um which is the three pack Super Mario 3D All Stars, which is uh going to be Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy cleaned up and released on Nintendo Switch. Um, sure. Oh, I bet you someone screaming over Twitter for years for this to happen is probably celebrating been, right now yeah. in their <laughs> People pajamas. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like if you say something is going to happen long enough, eventually it's going to happen. Like a broken clock is ro- is right twice a day, right? <laughs> like- and Nintendo totally made that happen with this uh, three-part collection. I have never played those games before. Shame on me. Don't disown me, CGM. But this is kind of like my in- official initiation now after like hundreds of stories. It's all been leading up to playing um, these games and kind of finally experiencing why these games were chosen for this collection. Why they were so celebrated by a lot of people on Reddit. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's weird. It, it's, it's a weird one to me because I know uh, I feel like a lot of people 
don't like sunshine. Like they talk I a don't. Lot of it's a bad game. It. It's not. <laughs> there's, there's, the there's, there's nostalgia in it, and it's like great. You know, I, I don't know. I've replayed it recently, and it, it. I mean, it f- plays like a Mario game. I don't know controls, why everyone has like a I, I, bad well, time. For with me, it. like I, I love the music. I love, I love the setting. But the controls for the GameCube version were just so I rough. I don't know yeah, I think I last I played it at a I McDonald's, and it lost that me. Bad. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just the outlier. I really, they really didn't bother me that much. Like, like they feel. I guess they feel maybe like, you know, slippery in that way that I feel that like call of duty feels slippery like they just it's just like everything on the gamecube felt faster in comparison to like the 64 but like i don't know replaying it like it felt fine i didn't i didn't never had a problem with it but you know obviously saying i didn't have a problem with it is like not really like a, a legitimate you know like thing to say to anything but um, at, at, yeah, at the same but, time but, it's like it, even if you didn't like sunshine like pretty much everyone likes 64 or maybe if you didn't like 64 you like sunshine yeah. and they're like putting these three together it's kind of like you don't even it's need a, to like it them is, all. yeah it's it's, it's, just, it's the perfect combination i just i i personally i don't know i feel like galaxy is the one is the one game that i'm kind of oh like, yeah eh, as soon as about. that orchestra from the galaxy soundtrack dropped i think a lot of people just lost it yeah. because um you know that of all the ones in the collection you're a lot of people are probably going to be playing that one first because uh, you're people literally... do have a lot of love for yeah. Galaxy, and it's also a rare thing where they took that full-on Wii game and somehow took the same controls, same motion controls, same experience onto Nintendo Switch. So I think it's really gonna just uh, knock I, everybody. Yeah, out. I just want to point the out Switch... that. No, actually, never mind. It's not true. I, I'm not going to point it out anymore. What okay. is not true? <laughs> We're curious I don't now. Think Sunshine never came to Wii, but. Um, uh, no, it didn't. The no, other no. two games were definitely available on Wii, so it's kind of like, hey guys, you know what? Let's just bring back Wii games. We like the Wii. Let's well, everyone, because everyone, everyone keeps talking like, again, like there's like, all these like rumors circulating about Skyward Sword being re-released, and I just oh, had man. to sit here and be like, why, <laughs> why, why, why ever not? Would you? Why not? It's, it it's the worst game ever made. Really? Oh, That's a staple. Not according, not according okay, to it, a lot of people who is, have enjoyed it. Is, it is a weaker Zelda game. Because it's a Zelda. <laughs> it's a weaker Zelda game, but like that is a still better than No, it is game. the weakest Zelda game. I would sooner play the CDI Zeldas over Skyward Sword. They are better games. Shots but I think, fired. I, I think that the <laughs> I think that the part that sort of bummed me out about this about the about the the, the, the triple pack announcement is that it's only available till the end of the the next fiscal yeah, that's, year. That's weird. Like why? Money. Why they, not? It's like, this is it's, scenario. It feels kind of predatory. Well, not predatory. It just feels kind of like feels kind of slimy. It's like they release these three games. And you're like, that's cool, and they're like, but it's only available till March 31st, and then. Who but, knows? Okay. Maybe we'll never show it again. And when you look at these games, really, like they were on the Wii, some of them. Some of them were on the GameCube, and there hasn't really been a chance to play them unless you had the original console. I mean, for the most part. And it's a matter of like that is in, embedded in a Nintendo fan's head, where they're like, "Man, I really should buy this game now," because who knows after March thirty first if I'll ever be able to play it again for the next like ten years. So, they never make it easy, do they? The one thing I, I, I wondered when I heard that, because yeah, like it just, it seemed so like counterintuitive, but like, is that, does that include like digital versions or is that just for the, like physical The physical versions? is limited release already. So it's going to be as, as long until it sells out. But then they said that the digital edition will stop being sold on 31st or, you know, that's what they're saying for now. So it's, it's a weird, yeah. 
So and what about all are... the people who are struggling to buy Nintendo Switches before the game expires in March 2021, right? Because uh, an app like this, a killer app like this, is going to attract a lot of new Switch owners too. But now they got two deadlines on top of that. You know, they got to get mm. this before they can finally secure uh, yeah. the three games before March 2021. And it's I, bad enough as think, it is. And I think Nintendo, you know, puts a bit of a Switch deal out at Christmas because they're going up against presumably the playstation and the new xbox but we also don't know the prices we don't know if those are still launching um but well we know, also don't know if there's any validity to those rumors that were popping up a little bit too that uh nintendo had a new console eh, in the world, like a, allegedly had Switch. a new console i don't yeah. know i've heard this yeah, i don't know i don't know speculation aside i think yeah that getting people to sort of have a time frame where they're like man i you know i i don't have a switch yet i want to get a switch i should buy it now for christmas because why not i'll treat myself or whatever because it'll be gone on March 31st, and it's kind of like a the way that Nintendo does financials in their fiscal year ends in March 31st. So this is this this just screams like a hey, we want to make money now, quick, and then you know we'll let our amusement park take off when it's open or whatever. Like you said, super counterintuitive. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Like I don't know, I I I, I can't help but feel like maybe. You know, I want to give Nintendo obviously the benefit of the doubt because you know I am their number one fan. Nintendo sent me stuff. Um, Trader. Part of me hopes that like this might be related to COVID in some way, and they're just trying to like mitigate their like releases and mitigate like you know potential losses and 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 potential workload because everything is still so uncertain. But like because you know because Nintendo does a lot of weird things when it comes to releasing um like product like the 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 mini nes and the mini nes nes were like so limited for seemingly no reason like amiibos were next to impossible to find it's just like i can't i can't believe nintendo doesn't like making money like so it's just like it's just weird how they do these things i mean like we're, we're excited about these three games because they haven't been offered in 10 years like nintendo yeah uses scarcity a lot in their sort of marketing and, and the way they do things the way you know whatever but i think the difference is that th- this is a game available digitally so there's no reason it should stop being available march 31st it's yeah that's really weird it's just strange yeah i like i get doing physical and be like after march 31st we're gonna do no more physical I'm like, like that's a limited fine. run whatever yeah that's cool but this just is weird and it, it's got a lot of blowback already so maybe they will extend it or who knows what they're planning, yeah but hopefully nintendo is usually pretty good at like listening to like feedback and and kind of like altering course with stuff like this i mean and realistically like okay yeah if you want to just if you want to discontinue or like limit physical release because like yeah we start we still are in the pandemic it makes sense sure but like yeah like there really there's no reason to like discontinue digital releases it just doesn't make sense yeah it's weird because yeah. um right after that Super Mario Galaxy 2 started trending just hours after it happened. And a lot of people are also disappointed that the sequel to the Galaxy, the original Galaxy, didn't make that because that apparently was an even better game. I didn't play that one either. I liked two a lot better than one, I'll be honest. Um, so why didn't they put just, that it, one up? But they can I, I think release it later. <laughs> yeah, or I think I think more just like because like and and, and a lot of people said it at the time when when Galaxy 2 came out, like the Galaxy 2 uh didn't really feel like its own game like it kind of felt like an add-on for galaxy one so like 
maybe you know just in the in the terms of like you know here are the three like quintessential 3d marios that you have you know 64 sunshine and galaxy like galaxy 2 is kind of just like you know it's the add-on pack it sort of just sits off on the side and but like if you're talking the three like must play 3d mario games these are the ones here and it's a real gateway for a lot of people joining in i gotta ask though i mean like with these games a lot of people have played it before if you're gonna do it all over again like 15 to 20 years later then like what about Super Mario Sunshine 64 or Galaxy pissed you off so much that you're going to have to go through again? Um, that's a hard one because like <laughs> nothing about them did really. I mean, like, okay, like obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an outlier because I'm not one of the people who really doesn't like Sunshine. Um, you know, Gal- like 64, I mean, like that's like, that's like the, like one of the, the the defining games of the 3d era right like mario 64 like it's you know its controls were so like tight and responsive like it had these these great like level like worlds that were designed like they felt it felt really good to run around in and you know the the a lot of the different like mechanics of, of the way that they sort of like built on you know how mario is like one ability of like jumping like there were so many different like ways to do it and get around and and like it just felt so good like it's just it's it's really hard to be like to be mad about anything about it like and you know even uh like galaxy which you know i'm not i'm not crazy about galaxy um just because you know you go going from a game like mario 64 and then mario sunshine which both um thematically feel very similar like it's there are these really like open worlds that you or like open like levels that you explore like multiple times to do like different little like missions and whatnot um and it all sort of feels like a connected world then like galaxy kind of just goes back to feeling like like it's it's very linear in its level structure it's just like it, so it doesn't really like build on on uh like that that idea that 64 and sunshine laid out and then, and then on top of that too, like a lot of the stuff that they kind of did in those weird like gravity physics and the way you kind of turn upside down, like made controls feel kind of wonky. Like it's just it's the one of the it's the one game that is just kind of like you know it's it's more of a meh than a real like it's made me so mad. But like even Galaxy, I can't I can't say it's not a like a really well designed game. Like there really isn't a, a, a an out there like out and out bad Mario game. Like even even I you know I gave uh, Mario 3D World crap like it's just it, you know it's not that it's bad it's just it, it's a little forgettable it just kind of gets boring after a while like it just it wasn't exciting but like it's still a, a good game I you know I'll play it and have have fun playing it but like I don't know it's that's that's a hard one nothing about them really really upset me <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, what's also worth noting is that um with 64 the last time they released 64 on a console like the Switch was when they put 64 on the DS. Mm, yeah that was the thing and that that was uh, but but that was that was a that was a whole different thing too because they really expanded it like you you start the game playing as yoshi and then like throughout the game you unlock like mario and luigi and wario and you and each of them have different abilities they added extra levels like it's a whole it's a it was a whole different there, there was a multiplayer element there were mini games like it was it was kind of even though it was mario 64 it was still almost its own unique game Sounds like Avengers. <laughs> Just saying. Just Debatable. throwing it out there. 
You know, you yeah. start out as a different character. Well, well, here's, you here's unlock the everybody. That, here's the difference between that one and Avengers. All the content came with Mario's DS. Mm. Boom. Ooh, come at me, Crystal Dynamics. You're going to regret saying that. <laughs> they will come after you. They won't come after you. They don't care. They don't care at all. A big old crystal just flies through my window. They're going to send all the their discount Avengers. Outside. And they'll scare you with their uh, st- stunt faces. <laughs> they're not quite quite they'll just Mark stare Ruffalo. at you. <laughs> You're not Chris oh, Evans. Get man. away. Does would anyone else like to take a crack at that uh, at that question that uh, Clement posed? I feel like I just I yeah, I like I remember like with a lot of remakes, right? Obviously, like um, in a lot of parts in the game like like the original god of war right like there was this part at the end that pissed me the hell off where i had to climb these uh, spiky pillars at the end with knives coming out right it took me half an hour to get through that and with the remake i'll be excited getting to play everything and remastered but going through things like that again are are they really worth going through again i mean it's some degree of trauma in there as well i i remember mario sunshine being a game that had two levels that were just insanely hard and like i i enjoy that game i don't like the controls but going the idea of going back to that is sort of like oh i i could but i could also just like just enjoy my life and, and not put myself through that don't be like, silly that's not a thing you can do you can't enjoy your life <laughs> you're right that's, i will that's, it's in the contract i will say that i feel like i don't know if if i if we can confirm this 100 percent, but it based on the trailer um it did kind of look like maybe they 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 changed those segments where you had to play as like Mario without flood and like i know a lot of people complained about the like those segments being like a particular like bugbear um so like if they if they changed it so you get to keep flood for those segments that might maybe alleviate some of the yeah. like trauma that people had with this i mean i didn't see um, anything that suggested that they were changing it or any sort of like we're modifying the game it, it it's just they were just like, yeah, we kind of like reformatted it for the screen and did a few um, graphical upgrades, but not. Yeah, that's what. That's why like, I don't. I don't know a hundred percent, but it just looked like like based on like just like the footage and like what like those those weird areas usually had those weird like backgrounds, but like there were areas I I kind I think I noticed like those were those were some of the levels where you wouldn't have had flood with you, and then like yeah. in the trailer it's- like. He it's was still attached. Possible that they're just not showing that because they know people don't like it, or it's possible that they changed it. I guess that's the. We'll we'll find out because I guess, I guess we'll find out. Like, it comes out in like two weeks. So yeah, yeah. I was so surprised when they said it would come that soon. I mean, with something like that, you would have to work on that until twenty twenty one. But yeah, it's really surprising. It, well, I mean, I, I I'm I'm sure realistically they probably have been working on it and just letting like the you know, the rumor mill churn about as it does. Mm-hmm. Now, mind-blowing, what if you started off as Yoshi on the Switch? That would be super cool. You know what? Mario Mario 64 DS is uh, kind of... I feel like not enough people talk about it. <laughs> I love Yoshi. He's still he's still probably my, my second favorite Mario character. That's fair. That's a, that's a statement. That is a, that is a thing people say. Top 10 for sure. Anyways, can't beat uh, Ninja. Ninja is the best. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I feel like this is uh we've definitely um scraped the bottom of that barrel right there. Yeah, oof. Yeah, yeah we, it's uh, been we a got very into special it. episode in yeah. this revival of ours. 
we got uh yeah we uh we we really had a lot to say <laughs> i'm sure we i'm sure we and, we and we still have more topics we could this could be a two-hour nope, podcast nope, if nope. we really wanted it to <laughs> we don't need that <laughs> nope. there's the, there's the, <laughs> okay, there, and that's the that's the bell letting me know that we are officially out of time. So thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. Um, it will be available on CG Mag Online along with several great articles, news, reviews, anything that suits your fancy. Um, we all this it's also could be found on uh what what audio network are we on now i feel like we got off of uh we're we're no we're not on soundcloud we're now on anchor but we're still on like spotify and all that yeah apple podcast spotify everything anything whatever whatever you want to listen to on you can also if you're listening the choice is yours probably found us or not who knows yeah we're going right to your head. Who knows yeah. how? Yeah, how we do it. You just this is just a fever dream for some people. And for all the listeners, for all the listeners tuning in who do read our stories, our news and reviews every day, and if you ever check out the section and see the author bylines, this is what we sound like. Yeah, yeah. Well, put, we don't all sound some, like put that. Some voice to the, to the we world. all sound like Clement. We all sound like Clement. Also, check it out. Clement it's all me actually started streaming on Twitch at. The Insta Word had his first stream uh, yesterday, actually. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well, got initiated there, but very shameless plug-in. I, uh, Alex, that was on Alex. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say while we're on the topic, what uh, everyone let's let's hand out our our social medias. Clement, you can start. All right. Well, because I can come up with words right away, like what I'm doing now. I am yeah, called. the words. I'm called the Insta word. Mm, those are pretty wow. Insta words. Yeah. And uh, that's my wow. handle for Twitter, uh, Twitch, and pretty much anything else you can find on Google. That's that's me. Cool. Awesome. Alex? You can find me at Alex Hanjik on all the socials. Brandon? Uh, BFry26 on everything. Literally everything. And I am at Ninja Jordan underscore on Twitter, and you can find me on Ninja Reviews on YouTube. But for another Pixels and Ink podcast, we thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay distanced, wear a mask, and we will catch you next time. See you in the next level. <laughs> That's a good ending. Ooh. I like that.